My name is Vida Sister Prince. Today is February 24, 1992, and I am interviewing Melton Muldane about World War II for the Missouri Historical Society. Melton Muldane was at Pearl Harbor when the Japanese attacked on December 7, 1941. He was an ensign in the United States Navy. Go ahead. I, I was uh, really in the Naval Reserve on December 7th. You were in the Naval Reserve? Yes, and I was aboard a destroyer, the USS Blue, uh, 387, in uh, Pearl Harbor on December the 7th. And I was sitting in the wardroom uh, having breakfast at about 8 o'clock, and uh, a signalman burst into the room and he said, uh, the, uh, they're bombing Ford Island, which was an island just ahead of us. Uh, and uh, he said, uh, Japanese, and it's not a drill. We've got orders to get underway. And uh, then the, uh, we looked out. Uh, I went to uh, the uh, outside of the ship and I looked out and I could see Japanese playing with the uh, red dot on the wing coming over, uh, right over our ship. It looked like it was maybe 30 or 40 feet high over the ship. And I looked over to the left. Uh, and there was a large uh, plume of smoke coming up. And I later found out that was the Arizona that had blown up. And uh, uh, Ensign Asher, who was in command of the ship, there were four uh, ensigns aboard, and Ensign Asher uh, took command and he uh, gave the order to make all preparations for getting underway and he uh, and I was uh, assigned the forward machine guns and so I took my uh, duty up at the forward machine guns and we had um, two men on uh, machine guns and we were firing at the Japanese planes that were coming right overhead and uh, the problem was that we were firing at these planes and we could see the tracers and most of them were going behind the planes. And uh, what happened later was uh, we fired and fired and then our, our five-inch guns uh, took over and they were firing at the Japanese planes. And uh, then what happened was that we slipped our our mooring lines, and we um, got underway. Well, I, when when we got underway, I went up to the bridge because that's uh, where my job uh, duty was, and um, the um, Nathan Asher took command, and we started moving out of out of Pearl Harbor. 
uh, I remember very well the uh, we we went by the uh, battleship. I think it was the Utah, which was a um, practice battleship that had um, a lot of timber on the deck, and uh, it was. Uh, the reason for that was they, they, they I think they used it for practice, dropping practice bombs on it. But she had capsized on, on our port hand and was, uh, all the timber had um, uh, floated into our, our uh, uh, path, path as we were leaving the harbor. Uh, and I looked back. Uh, the, I looked back as we were going out the harbor, and I saw the um, men on our after five-inch gun. They had gotten off their uh, gun and were shaking hands. And I looked back farther into the pineapple fields in uh, on uh, the island. And there, a plane had just crashed. They had shot down a plane, and they mm -hmm. got off the off the um, their gun mounts and were shaking hands. Mm -hmm. And then they went back to shooting again. Uh, Was it very unlikely to have shot a plane down? Oh no, uh, I, it was. It was uh, not unlikely because they were so low, mm -hmm. and, and they were. Uh, and that's the purpose of the guns, and sometimes we, we shot them down, and sometimes we didn't. But um, what happened was that as we were going out the uh, harbor, there was a uh, seaplane tender on our starboard hand on the right, and um, I remember uh, as we were going by it, uh, they were firing at all these Japanese planes that were coming overhead, and uh, one of the planes crashed right into the, the ship, uh, one of the Japanese planes, and oh, it was a tremendous ball of fire, and uh, we continued up, and we went by uh, Fort Island, which was a... Um, where the Navy kept uh, had their uh, airfield, and we uh, we could see the destruction that the, the Japanese plane had wrought on on the island, and everything was burning. Everything looked like it was in uh, terrible wreckage. And as we continued out the uh, harbor, why we could see all the flames and the smoke coming out which on our left side, which was where the main harbor was. And it was uh, just bedlam going through there, and all these planes were still coming in, and the Japanese planes were still attacking them. And one thing that I always remember was that in the midst of all this um, chaos that was um, being uh, given to the forces, uh, so we saw some B-17s coming.
coming in for a landing on um, on the airfield, which was right uh, off Pearl Harbor. And I couldn't understand what they would be doing landing in there. And then I found out later that these B-17s had just arrived from uh, the United States, and, 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 and they were just landing mm -hmm. uh, at, when they were designated to plan. So, uh, the tower had told them to come on in. I guess so, because uh, I, they really had no place else to go. So, what happened was that the, um, we continued out the harbor, and we were one of the first ships out the harbor. And we got out there, and we, we generally when a destroyer gets out of the harbor, we're assigned to uh, patrol. That is to uh, use our sonar gear to see if any, any submarines are in the area. So we did that, and uh, sure enough, uh, we picked up a, a, a submarine, and we drop depth charges on, on the submarine, and uh, we, uh, uh, we we never got credit for it, but we had uh, a large uh, group of, or a large uh, bubble of uh, black, looked like oil came up. Uh, I don't think we ever got credit for it. Uh, and then we saw the cruiser coming out of the harbor. That was the St. Louis. It was, uh, and it was uh, coming out of the harbor. And all of a sudden, we saw a tremendous uh, uh, explosion right near it, the St. Louis. And we thought, where could that come from? We looked up there. All the Japanese planes were in the harbor, and the uh, explosion had come way out of the harbor, right near the St. Louis, and we, we figured that was a submarine a had shot, and we went over and attacked that submarine, too. I don't think we ever got credit for attacking that submarine, but I think we got credit for shooting down about five planes. And um, that, uh, after that, all, a lot of ships came out of the harbor and we joined up with these other ships that were cruisers and so forth. And about that time, as we joined up with them, there was a signal that came over as that an enemy fleet has been sighted off Arbor's Point, which was a navigational area that we were acquainted with. And we were ordered to join up and uh, go attack this enemy fleet. So we joined up with several cruisers and other destroyers that had come out of Pearl Harbor, and we went to um, attack that. Now during that time, we got our torpedoes ready, and through some uh, um, mistake, something happened. One of the torpedoes took off prematurely, and it had a warhead of about, I guess, 1,500 pounds of TNT, and as a result, it, it fell on the deck, and we all helped kick, kick 
kicked the thing over the side, and we were very grateful it didn't explode. Mm -hmm. Where, where does it come out of that it could have come on the deck? Well, see, the, the torpedoes have a, uh, what they call a warhead at the beginning, uh -huh. and these, uh, the, the torpedoes are all, um, um, they don't have any uh, enclosure. Uh, they just point out, and you just point them up, and you shoot them over the side. Right off the deck. Off, off the deck, uh -huh. all, all over the side. Mm -hmm. So we were uh, r r grateful we didn't have any problem there. <laughs> I would imagine. Well, uh, you you told me how this part of it happened, but I'd like to ask you, what were you? Did you have time to think? Were you thinking? How no. about your emotions? No, like? we were so busy. We we had no. There was no feeling of fear or problems because we were so busy firing and, and when I went on the bridge we, there was so much to do on the bridge this uh, uh, Ensign uh, Asher had taken command but I was assisting him and uh, we uh, uh, there was another Ensign who, who took over the guns and he was uh, firing the guns and then the other, another uh, Ensign had just come aboard and I always remember him coming up to me. He had been aboard for a week, and he was out of UCLA, I think. And uh, he uh, came up to me and he said, "Is this a drill?" And I said, <laughs> "No, not a drill." And uh, I told him where to go and what to do, and so uh, he uh, uh, did those things. But uh, then after that. Uh, we, we uh, stood watch and watch, um, Ensign Asher stood watches, uh, and I stood a watch, and we joined up and we cruised, and we thought we were going to attack these um, other ships, but, um, and I always remember we had a, a uh, signalman who um, used what they call a long glass, you know, a, a telescope. And we were approaching this group of ships that were reported as being Japanese ships, and he could just see about that much of the mast. But he was so um, good in identification, he said, "Oh no, that's not a Japanese ship. That's one of ours." And we were all really. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maple Mountain. No. No. Mm -hmm. um, what were you actually doing as, as, as assisting the other information? Well, I, I was reporting, uh, uh, um, you know, there were, there were other, there were boats in the harbor and there was um, uh, debris in the harbor and I'd be pointing out mm -hmm. things to him. What was happening. What was happening. Uh -huh. And if we were getting too close, I would tell them uh, to one side. Or you were able to get through the timber, obviously. Yeah, we did get through the timber. We slowed down, but we went on through the timber because we had to get through. Since this was Sunday morning, did you have a full crew? No, we didn't have a full crew. We just had a partial crew mm -hmm. because a lot of the men lived ashore. Mm -hmm. And all the officers, all the senior officers, 
our commanding officer was a lieutenant um, commander. He and all the senior officers were ashore. <coughs> and so a week uh, <coughs> happened to be. And um, I always uh, remember that the, the reason I was aboard was that we were all assigned uh, jobs of um, a right, uh, learning about the, the parts of the ship and um, we had to get our, uh, these were examinations and lesson plans that I had to get in and I, was, I stayed aboard that evening because I had to get these things. Um, so you were out past the harbor, you were out in, into the water, and, and how, long did in you the stay, water. Mm -hmm. how long did you stay out there? And we stayed there two days. Two days? And I think uh, we, we came, we were out there on day Sunday, and I think uh, Monday, we came in Monday night. And the other ships were around you? Oh, our, those you, were our ships. Yeah, and you all were, but you said there were other ships that you joined up with. Yes, that so, came out with us. Mm -hmm. So you were all there? Yes, and then we came in. And, and did you see the Japanese planes go away, or did they fly? Well, see, we got out, out of the harbor, and, and uh, we could see the Japanese planes in the harbor, and we were out way outside, and they didn't come out and attack us. They were still bombing ships in the harbor now. Uh, I understand they, there were two waves. One of them came in initially. That was a, you got the first one. First one. Mm -hmm. And then they came in later again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they missed you all. They missed us. Yeah, and it was nice to be a, a small ship because yeah. they attacked all the big ships, the cruisers, the battleships, and any, anything that was large. And we were in the uh, all right, so you stayed out there two days. Was there radio contact with the base? Mm-hmm, sure was. Yeah, we were, we, we, we were given, um, we were given um, directions. Uh, the, the senior officer that came out with us uh, gave, he told us what to do because um, that's the way it works, the senior officer mm -hmm. out there takes charge and he took a took he's in charge. Oh, another ship, you mean? Another ship. How how many miles out were you? Oh out oh I would say we were ten, fifteen miles out. What was the mood people? I mean, after all this stopped for you all, I mean it sort of gathered you. Well we were we knew that the, the war had started and we were uh, we knew we had we were getting things ready and, and we were uh, getting everything set for for full R and we just continued in our duty and uh, it was. Back in. Then we went back in. Yeah. And describe, describe what you saw. When well, when we came in, we came in at night, and the um, um, I think it was the Virginia that had um, the battleship Virginia that had been hit, and they ran the Virginia aground 
in the channel of Pearl Harbor uh, so it wouldn't sink and it was very difficult to get around it and we there was a uh, since uh, Nathan Asher was um, uh, an ensign and he didn't have a lot of experience in ship handling um, a senior officer came aboard and he um, navigated us inside. We got inside and, and sure enough there was a, uh, as soon as we got inside there was another air uh, raid alarm and we were waiting we thought maybe there were some more Japanese coming in but of course there weren't they just had gone on and then uh, we w we got ready uh, as soon as we got back in, in the harbor while we got ready to um, get underway and and uh, we were told uh, very shortly a few days later we were going to go out and and uh, um, I think we w went right out to um, reinforce Wake Island. I don't know whether you remember, but Wake Island was um, one of our uh, possessions, and the Japanese were attacking Wake Island, and we were going to go out and reinforce it. So we turned around in a few days we went right out to sea. What was happening? Did you get off the ship at all? No, I didn't, I didn't get off the ship at all. And uh, my I couldn't get any word to my parents because there was no way that uh, I could get any information out. They couldn't call and everything. And I didn't get out, and we, we didn't see any of the devastation there. But um, one of the, I was, I was in charge of the signalman, and one of the signalmen said he had, he was going ashore, and could he send a message to my folks? So I um, gave him the information, and sure enough, uh, I just wrote MOK, and uh, um, Sure enough, why he sent a shortwave message from Pearl Harbor to somebody, I think it was in Arizona, and this person in Arizona sent a postcard to my folks, oh. and that was the first time they knew that I was up here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you got your regular commander and yes. whoever was supposed mm -hmm. to be there. Oh, but then you saw the Arizona, you saw all those ships. Oh, well, the Arizona had blown up and it had mm -hmm. sunk. The uh, Oklahoma had capsized. And all the other uh, ships that were uh, destroyed, really, in Pearl were, were being repaired. And all these, then we got all, a lot of new men came aboard from all these uh, battleships mm -hmm. that had, uh, were no longer in commission. And we got all these new men, and, you know, these were some of the men who had jumped off the ship, their ship, when it was capsizing. We had men that were blown off the ship, and uh, we had uh, all these men who were assigned to our ship, that, and we filled up our complement. Oh, you just didn't have a full complement, did you? No, um, we didn't have as many as we did 
when the war, uh, when we were, the war was declared. Now, on the phone, when we chatted, just to make this appointment, I said to you um, something like, well, we, we didn't know it was going to happen, and you said, yes, we did. Well, I'll tell you why I said that. Uh, I, I said that because um, we were cruising uh, the week before, we were cruising out uh, and doing what they call exercises. We were shooting our guns, we were um, tracking submarines, we were um, um, uh, doing all the um, um, exercises that you do in preparing for battle, and all of a sudden, about two days after, we were just scheduled to be out there for about a week, and after two days, we were ordered to cease our exercises and to um, look for submarines, because a Japanese submarine had been reported in the area. So we thought there was going to be a war, but I, I had written, I think on December the 6th, I said, I, there's, everybody's talking about war, but I thought that the Japanese would be stupid to attack us. I looked around and I saw all these battleships and cruisers and aircraft carrying and destroyers, and I didn't think that they would be stupid enough to do to attack us, but they did, and they did. They gave us plenty of, of uh, damage. But that's the reason I, I, I thought that we might go to war, but I, I just uh, was hoping, I guess, that we wouldn't because uh, we were so powerful. And it turned out that really we were too powerful for the Japanese because we we really got to, to um, fighting with our full complement and our uh, cruisers and our destroyers and our carriers. Well, the carriers really won the war for us because mm -hmm. the aircraft were um, just great. And they did a great job for us. And luckily, the carriers weren't at home. No, they were all at sea. Um, but there have been rumors or people have said that Roosevelt and Lewis and, uh, Well, uh, we, uh, let me, I think at all, I think that um, w most of the ships were on um, standby, that is they had watches and they had some of the guns man until 8 o'clock in the morning, and that's when they attacked. And then after 8 o'clock in the morning, they, they no longer stood uh, on, on watch. And uh, they just happened to attack uh, around 8 o'clock when everybody was, you know, it was daylight. You didn't expect it. But they had expected there might have been something um, before, before 8 o'clock. Now, what were you doing there? I mean, what, what, what led up to your being at Pearl Harbor? Well, I had joined the Navy in, in uh, uh, 1940. 
uh, and uh, I uh, uh, was in training all that time, and uh, we were all, uh, I was just one of many ensigns aboard that were uh, in training for um, duty on a destroyer. You were not part of the uh, peacetime draft? No, mm -mm. I, uh, I, I had volunteered, and I had gone to, uh, they called us, uh, 90 day wonders because we, we took uh, a crash course for 90 days and uh, we had gone to sea on a battleship for a month and then we were assigned duty. And uh, I felt that we had pretty good training. And it was, uh, I felt comfortable. Uh -huh. Were you at that point? <coughs> that day glad that you had the uh, oh, 90 day wonder? Oh, I was glad because uh, uh, I enjoyed, uh, we, we had very fine officers and, and we had very fine enlisted men and, and uh, I was uh, uh, glad I was first on a small ship and secondly I was glad to be in the Navy. And later on I always felt that it was good to be in the Navy because when we got to operating with aircraft carriers and with our uh, fleet, we can look at the uh, battleships and there the, the Admiral was right out there with us and all these ships, the Admiral was out there with Which us. Admiral? Oh, it was Admiral Spruance and Admiral um, uh, Halsey and they were operating with us later on fast carrier task force. Tell me about Lane. Lane. Tell me about Lane. Okay. Uh, later on. Where did you go from Wake? Or, or what did you do at Wake? And oh, um, well, at Wake Island, um, we were we got there too late because the Japanese had already uh, invaded Wake Island and, and had taken over Wake Island. Um, after that, we... Um, Did we have troops on Lake Island? Well, we had troops, and it was mostly aircraft. Mm -hmm. Yes, the uh, Marines were on Lake Island, and they were taken over by the Japanese. Um, after that, we went out and we bombed the uh, uh, Marshall Islands, and uh, we operated with a fast carrier uh, task force, and then we came back and we we went uh, we took some uh, um, ships convoy duty back to the states several times. Um, and and your job was at that time. I was the communications officer. Mm -hmm. I was in charge of radio, torpedoes, and um, signalmen. What does a destroyer do? A destroyer is, has torpedoes uh, for attacking the larger ships, and it has five-inch 38 guns. Uh, excuse me for um, surface vessels, and it has sonar gear, sound gear, for attacking submarines. So we were pretty versatile mm -hmm. and we were fast, we went at least
it was essentially a ship that um, was very versatile and it was a, a essentially a, an attack type ship and uh, um, so um, then we went into um, we went down to um, Australia and we farmed up um, with the group um, that uh, was attacking was um, putting the, the Marines ashore on Guadalcanal and we were part of the uh, destroyers to protect the um, transports that landed the Marines on Guadalcanal and a place called Tulagi, which is another small island. And so um, we operated uh, there and um, the, uh, we were involved in, um, the Japanese had attacked our ships at night and uh, we, we left uh, Guadalcanal and went down to a place called Numia, New Caledonia. And then we. Uh, what did you say first? Numia. N O U M E A, I think. N O U M E A. New Caledonia. New Caledonia. It's the same. It's two words meaning the same thing. No, Numia is the, the island in the New Caledonia group. Oh, okay. And that, uh, there was a naval base down there. And um, we were assigned the job of uh, our ship and another destroyer, I think it was the Helms, or the Henley, that was assigned to take up um, supply ships, two supply ships, to Guadalcanal because we had to leave uh, the Marines on Guadalcanal without a lot of supplies. So these two supply ships and us um, went up back to Guadalcanal. And as we were coming into to Guadalcanal at night, we uh, were uh, told that there were uh, our patrol boats were out there, and we were told that the uh, um, to be aware that there may be Japanese attack. So we did take the ships in there and we were, we were going ahead of our, um, the, the supply ships and we were hit by a torpedo from a Japanese destroyer. And the, the hit came right at the stern of the ship and it, hit the ship in such a manner that the uh, superstructure, the top of the ship, fell down in the water and the next day we were trying to, um, they were trying to tow the ship and they couldn't tow it because of the drag of all the superstructure in the water. So um, they wondered what to do with us and uh, the ship was dead in the water. We had no power. We were not leaking because we had shored up all our um, bulkheads that were 
subject to leaks, and we were still afloat. And they asked, uh, they finally decided they were going to make us a, a floating anti-aircraft uh, boat ship, but uh, they decided instead they would um, sink us. So what they did was they brought another ship alongside, and um, we all uh, stepped over from our ship into this other ship, mm. and then we opened up the seacocks because you couldn't, there was nothing you could do with the ship. This entire stern was blown off the rear portion of the ship, and the ship sank. Mm. It was a very uh, depressing, heart-rending thing to see our ship go down because we all had affection for it. Mm. So we were taken uh, from there um, uh, to a. Um, oh, it only took it about, uh, I would say, about a half hour, an hour. He stood up, watched go down. Did you cry? I don't. I didn't cry, but I uh, I felt uh, emotionally upset. Very distressing, you know. Here, everything you had, you put into that ship, and there it was going down. Yeah. This is just very distressing thing. Did it, did it distress him for a time afterwards? No, because uh, when you're in a war, you know there's so many things you've got to do. You, for instance, um, we were taken right to a an island. We were offloaded onto this island, and this island um, was a place called Espiritu Santo, which was a, uh, they were building an airfield on that. And on this airfield, the, um, we were, they had, uh, we had several ships that had um, metal um, landing uh, gear, la landing strips that they were uh, unloading. And we worked day and night unloading those ships. They put us right to work. And we were we we had tents. The, mer the we didn't have any clothes much, and we got marine gear. The marines were there, and they got we got some shirts and and gear. And we um, uh, we worked day and night unloading gear. All of our men worked, and we we were I, we were what we called harbor masters and we'd regulate the ship, the boats going out to the ships and coming back and unloading. And that was a, um, <clears throat> kept us busy. We were busy day and night doing that. I've never heard of that particular Esprit to Santo. Esprit to Santo. It's, it's a small island. island. Mm -hmm. um, it, and it, it, it became a, a, an air base. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, when you were uh, Helping in the transports, escorting the transports that were taking them to Guadalcanal. Was that that wasn't the Battle of Guadalcanal? No, that the ba no, the ba Battle of Guadalcanal took place uh, before 
Uh, before the escorting of the... I see. Mm-hmm. We had already won the island back. We had already won the island back, and the, mm-hmm. the ships were... the. Uh, Marines were on the island, mm-hmm. and they were fighting the Japanese, and they were running out of ammunition, bringing equipment and yeah, ships. Mm-hmm. Um, what year are we in now? Oh, uh, I think we're in uh, 1942. I mean, uh, 1940, uh, 42, 40, yeah, 42. What happened now? Uh, 1943, I'm not sure. Maybe it's 1943. So we were sunk, I think. Yeah. No, no, I think we were maybe sunk in 43. Not sure. I think I can remember, isn't it? It is. Maybe, I think it was 1942 because we're going to have our 50th reunion of uh, the sinking of our ship. So that would be 1942. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, how long? How did you get off the island? Well, we were we were taken. Uh, uh, we we had um, we were still working and and taking these um, uh, landing mats they call them off the ship and um, we got orders to go aboard a British merchant cruiser that would take us down to Sydney, Australia. So we went down to Sydney, Australia, aboard this merchant cruiser, and it was real cute. We, I think we stopped in, in New Zealand, and uh, the um, American Red Cross uh, met us at the dock, and we were giving warm weather clothes uh, uh, closed because we were down in in, uh, in Australia. It was cold, and, and uh, uh, at that time, uh, so I, I guess it it must have been um, in forty uh, three in the summer of forty three because uh, down in Australia it's cold opposite. So. Anyway, we got to Sydney, Australia, and um, then I was assigned to um, Brisbane, Australia, and there I was in command, temporary command of a mine lane, uh, mine depot. And what the job was was to we had all these mines that were being dropped in the Japanese harbor by PBYs, that's the Navy uh, seaplane, and what we had to do was to get them ready and to ship them to the um, airfields so that these uh, our planes could drop them in in the, the Japanese harbor. So anyway, we um, I was in charge of uh, that until a um, man came out, an officer came out from um, Washington, uh, D.C., who had special training in uh, mine preparation, and I was relieved of that. And then I went up to uh, motor torpedo boats, and I went in, in New Guinea, 
and we were, I was aboard the motor torpedo uh, group, and I was in working for, I was what they call a, a, a lieutenant, and I was, um, did administrative work for the commanding officer of all these motor torpedo boats in um, New Guinea. And what the job was, the Japanese at that time had been, um, were coming down on New Guinea and they were coming down and trying to land and uh, take over New Guinea and they were doing it in small uh, boats and what our torpedo boats did was to intercept and to sink these small boats and uh, they uh, were going up and down the coast at night mm -hmm. and they were firing on these uh, landing craft that the Japanese had taken over. Then I put in for uh, duty back on the destroyer. And, uh, you wanted to get back on the I wanted to get back on the destroyer. I I'm felt much more at home on the destroyer. So I went back uh, and I did get uh, duty assigned back to a destroyer and I joined uh, the USS Tossig and that was a ship being commissioned at Staten Island and I went up there and I uh, stayed up there and put that ship in commission. Uh, we uh, did uh, work to get that ship in all respects ready for um, warfare and we trained the border and uh, we went over to um, Bermuda I think and we went up to Maine and we did all those things and then we came around um, through the canal and joined up <coughs> with <coughs> with the ship at uh, uh, out at in uh, the uh, Pacific and we uh, operated with what is called the Fast Carrier Task Force. Admiral Spruance and Admiral Halsey um, uh, came out and they operated uh, with these all these aircraft carriers. Maybe they had three aircraft carriers, battleships, cruisers, and destroyers, and we were a task force, and we would hit um, 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 let's see, we hit um, um, we went into uh, the Philippines, we would hit uh, 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 Okinawa, and then, of course, we were hitting Japan, and we would go in and and uh, be bombing that. And what, the way it worked was that we'd go in, and maybe for three days, our ships would be um, bombing and strafing and go off and attacking these uh, uh, airfields and uh, anything else that we could. Um, and then by after that we, we'd come back out, out, way out to sea 
and we get more ammunition, get up, take fuel on, and uh, transfer pilots, and uh, we would uh, do all the things necessary to get ready to go back up there again. And we did that constantly at Okinawa. We did it constantly at um, uh, striking Japan. We uh, had a interesting thing. We uh, we were what they did was when they had part of a task force with all these battleships and cruisers and aircraft carriers. Um, they had a, what they call a picket ship. Picket. Picket. P-I-C-K-E-T. And we were way up, all about 15 miles from the main force. And what we did was um, we would intercept or warn the uh, force that a Japanese plane was coming in. And our ship, uh, we had uh, two nights running when we were the only uh, picket ship out there, and I think we were off Okinawa, either that or off, off Japan, and uh, a Japanese kamikaze at night was coming in, and we shot him down in full radar control. We never saw him. We only knew we shot him down because he burst into flames and crashed. And two nights running, we did that, and so uh, uh, the this was at midnight or so, and so we were we were the um, bell of the ball because we had permitted all these fellows aboard ship to go back to sleep, you know? mm -hmm. and uh, so we we uh, had uh, um, a lot of uh, good feelings. All these other ships were grateful to us. How did you all get along on the ship? Oh, we were. We got along fine. Uh, I guess we had our uh, problems at times, but we didn't have too many problems. Uh, I was in charge of, of uh, I was the executive officer that was second in command. I, I never became a commander. And I was did you second. Want to be? Yes, I did. But uh, the war ended and I was still. Uh, Lieutenant Commander. So, but uh, what happened was that uh, the, uh, the we didn't have too many problems uh, aboard ship because uh, we were too busy really fighting fighting the enemy, and we were busy all the time, most of the time. When you weren't busy, though, what did people do? Or what did they talk about? Well, I I guess uh, we had um, mail. Every once in a while, mostly out at sea, we didn't get much mail, but every once in a while, uh, we'd go alongside a, a ship and they would transfer some mail to us. And we had, um, I, I, when I, I had a few things, uh, I, when I was going to law school, I used to look, re look up every definition of every word I didn't understand. And my skipper was out of the academy, and he was a word kind of guy too. He he was, a, and every time the Reader's Digest would come in, he'd call me up, and we'd have a contest mm -hmm. as to who would 
had uh, the best score on on the words and uh, um, we uh, there was generally a lot of work to be done aboard ship and uh, we were standing what they call one watch in three in other words out of out of every 12 hours a day you were standing four hours of watch so you really didn't have a lot of time to yourself you had some time you were seeing the world uh, no, we were seeing the sea. Oh yeah, we well we we never got ashore, but we got in a, a lot of a lot of islands. Uh, but you know we 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 didn't get ashore. Did you ever get a leave? Uh, oh yeah, I I got a leave from when I joined my ship. I got a, a leave. I think I got. Did you join the captain? Toss yeah. Oh. <laughs> I got a 30-day leave. Did you go home? Sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, you go out to sea. Uh, I think I think at at one time we were out at uh, we didn't get ashore for a year. Didn't get ashore. We we were out at sea for uh, a year and just, just going for provisions. Just uh, and and we 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 if we anchored anywhere. We didn't get off the ship because you were anchored in a in a, a place called Ulithi, which was just an anchorage. It had nothing, nothing more. But uh, you get provisions and you get uh, ammunition and you get fuel and so forth. Obviously, it was okay. Oh. I mean, you can't. No, yeah, no problem. Did you write often? <coughs> yes, did write write, write often, and. Uh, it was, um, you know, it was war, and and everybody, and everybody was involved in the war, and and people were, you know, most of the people were in, in uniform, and most of the people were. Uh, oh yeah, it was uh, no no time for for, uh, and we didn't have uh, too much uh, spare time. But we did, uh, uh, we, I remember we, uh, we had uh, one of the fellows, uh, no, we, we, we got into, uh, while I was in, um, in um, New Guinea, I was in charge of getting uh, uh, getting some uh, uh, entertainment for our group. I was in PT boats, and I was on what they call a PT tender. And what I did was I, I went over and I tried to get a um, uh, Bob Hope. You know, he he was over <coughs> on a um, uh, in an airfield. And I went over to the people at the airfield, and I said to them, um, "How about uh, you know we had maybe four or five hundred men?" And I said, "How about uh, having Bob Hope come over and entertain us?" And they said, "Oh, Bob Hope, we got ten thousand men here." And they said, "You can't have Bob Hope." He said, "But I'll give you a squeeze box guy." So. Um, 
I think his name was Hatfield, Lawrence Hatfield, and he, I remember him as playing at the Municipal Opera in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, he came over to our ship, and he brought a, a fellow playing a squeeze box with him. Uh, I, uh, accordion? Accordion, yeah. Oh. And I, and he, I, he said, uh, um, so he came over and, and I told him I had seen him in, in St. Louis at the Municipal Opera. And, really? Oh, he was. And so we, uh, he, he entertained us. And uh, then too, I, um, I went over and I asked if we could have some of our nurses, our army nurses come over for dinner because we hadn't seen any any women in it. and sure enough why we had about 10 army nurses come over and uh, for dinner aboard our, our PT tender and it was a, it was a real high morale lift everybody you know the the, the uh, nurses would walk by and these fellows go uh, and, and they hadn't seen a woman in a year or so, and it was uh, just a delight to uh, have the uh, ladies come aboard and shoot the breeze. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was special for them. Um, were you afraid when all this was going on? I mean, maybe not. You didn't we we generally were too busy doing our our work and our duty to be afraid. The only time I remember being afraid was when we were uh, we had just come in from after the attack at Pearl Harbor, and the uh, we got a an air raid alarm at in in Pearl, and just sitting there waiting for the Japs to come in. It was kind of spooky and uh, I think we were all concerned about it because we looked around in there and we could see all these ships that were destroyed. Were you uh, able to, to keep up with the, uh, or did they keep you informed? Well, you could, you were <laughs> part of the communication of the European war. Yes, they, they, uh, the, uh, we had intelligence reports coming in and to the ship, and we did. We were able to keep up with it. And then uh, every morning, um, we would get radio messages as to what was going on and on the ship. Okay. Uh, that was routine. It, yes, mm -hmm. and we were able to keep up, and and all the news came aboard, and we were able to keep up. Up to this point, what would you say that you would like to tell me that maybe I haven't asked you? Um, well, um, we, we feel that we, our ship, um, we, when the, the atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, we had orders to draw back. And I remember... Minute was or before it was... Before. Before it was dropped. We had orders to draw back. And uh, so we did draw back, and I remember seeing two, one or two uh, B-29s 
going overhead, and I, <coughs> I think well, they might have been, they might have been the, yes, they might have been the, the <coughs> uh, uh, planes that dropped the atomic bomb. And then uh, after the war, uh, after the war was over, we went into into uh, uh, Yokosuka, I think, in Japan. How did you feel about the atomic bomb when it happened? I was grateful, and I'm still grateful. I think Harry Truman uh, did the right thing because uh, when our next operation, see, I was a communication officer, and our next operation was the invasion of Japan. And I just felt that, that we were, to invade Japan would have been a real heavy loss situation. And I, I thoroughly approved of it. It was either them or him or us, and I just uh, felt very strongly that he saved my life. Uh, Harry Truman saved my life. <laughs> uh, because he, uh, he determined that he was going to drive the atomic bomb. And uh, I, I, I had no qualms about it. Remember, you, nobody, uh, you've got to remember in the, in the concept that we were fighting this war and the Japanese have, were, um, were uh, uh, had a reputation for be, being uh, very cruel. Uh, the Baton March, where all of our men were killed. Then they put all these fellows on a, a ship, and and they were sunk by our own submarines. And um, then the the story that came out of <coughs> uh, uh, Singapore and uh, Hong Kong about how the cruelty of the Japanese. I don't know the story about putting on a ship and well, <coughs> well, there there was a story that um, all a lot of these men on these islands in the Philippines, our men were put on a, a they were put on a Japanese ship, and uh, that um, say this ship was sailing somewhere to Japan or somewhere, and um, one of our prison camp. And one of our, our submarines sunk it, yeah. and they didn't realize it. Um, you had no injuries? No injuries. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I, I was just one of the lucky fellows. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate. Um, so you came back home? Came back home. And uh, how was St. Louis when you came back home? Well, uh, St. Louis was, uh, you know, every, everybody was uh, coming back home. Everybody was looking for different kinds of jobs, and everything was um, moving along. All the, the uh, war uh, industries were fading out, and uh, what happened was that uh, uh, we just melted back in, into two things uh, right after the war, and uh, I think it was... Uh, easy? No, it wasn't easy. Um, 
I remember, uh, 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 let me digress a little. And, uh, we were in, in New Kingdom.